A very famous quote thrown around in investing circles goes like this. All of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. The man who coined this phrase was 17th century French mathematician, physicist, inventor, not investor, philosopher and writer Blaise Pascal. Don't worry, this seemingly irrelevant quote will come to life once I'm done making my case. Everyone wants to invest in the stock market these days. And you can't blame them. The lure of a quick buck is too enticing to pass up. But alas, if only it were that easy to consistently make money this way. It takes years to master this art. And even then, veterans make wrong calls. But that aside, our stock market has been seeing way more action lately these days from retail investors due to a host of factors. Increased awareness, ease of opening DMAT accounts, ease of investing with all these apps like Zeroda and Grow. But most importantly, Indians have finally awoken to the concept of financialization of savings. See, RBI has reportedly pointed out that until a few years ago, Indians had 95% of their household savings in either real estate, gold or fixed deposits. Seriously, we guys can do so much better. But finally now, since the pandemic, we slowly started to invest our money into the stock market. And thank God for that. We can now reap the benefits of compounding our wealth. You know what they say, right? Compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. But only if done right. You can't jump around from pillar to post chasing any and every stock based off anonymous tips and then be expected to be disappointed when things don't work out. In a world of information overload, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with different opinions. But here's a sure shot way to compound your wealth over the long term. Passive investing. Investing in index funds and ETFs. I'll get to what exactly it is in a bit. But a word of caution. It's a slightly boring style of investing. Because you have to wait like patience on a monument before you see the best part of your returns. Just FYI, Warren Buffett made 99% of his wealth after his 50th birthday. He wasn't even a billionaire till then. That's the magic of compounding. But here's the upside. It will work. You will achieve your goal. And you can carry on with your daily life without constantly dedicating time and energy to your investments. Because let's face it, investing is not supposed to be your main job. That's why it's called passive investing. And oh yeah, it's the most cost-effective form of investing as well. Let's understand the two styles. There's active investing, where you invest directly in stocks or give your money to a fund manager to build a portfolio and manage it based on his expertise and skill. Basically, you rely on the fund manager to select the right stocks and take decisions when to buy and sell. Passive investing, on the other hand, is when the fund manager simply builds a portfolio by copying an index like the Nifty 50 or Sensex and maintains all the stocks in that portfolio in the same proportion as the index. So in effect, an algorithm just mimics what the index does, rebalancing and everything else. You can even call it a tech platform. And this is why passively managed funds are able to charge you just 0.10%, whereas an actively managed one charges you approximately 2.5% as expenses annually. And guys, these expenses make a huge difference over 15 to 20 years. And we'll get to that calculation in a bit. What's important to understand is that passive investing as well, there are two types. Investing in index funds, which literally mimic the index, or investing in something known as exchange traded funds or ETFs. There are only minor differences between the two. But the main difference is that an ETF can be built to track anything from bank nifty index to Rakesh Junjunwala and Warren Buffett's portfolio. 
to a portfolio comprising of top 10 stocks in the tech sector. Plus, there's other minor differences like index funds offer SIP facility where you can invest a certain fixed amount every month in a disciplined way and ETFs don't allow SIP style investing. But the conclusion I'd like to draw is that for the purpose of long-term investing and something that forms a part of your core portfolio, choose index funds. They've got all bases covered, quality, diversification, low cost, and the best part is instead of actively buying and selling stocks, according to the latest trends, if you invest in the index itself, you're guaranteed to own the top stops. Because every six months or so, the Nifty or Sensex automatically removes underperforming stocks and replaces them with the best ones. That's why it's called passive investing. You sit back and let the index work for you. Now, let's get to the most interesting part of the discussion. You won't believe how much of a difference expenses make when it comes to investing. The point to remember here is that just like your investments, unfortunately, expenses too compound over time. Let's assume a mutual fund that gives 15% compounded returns every year, which is actually what most large cap funds can be expected to deliver over the long term. And let's say a 20 year old student invests rupees 1 lakh. Now, in the actively managed fund, where the expenses are 2.5% annually, this 1 lakh will grow to 3.25 lakhs in 10 years, 10.55 lakhs in 20 years, 34.25 lakhs in 30 years and 1.11 crores in 40 years by the time our dear student is 60 years old. The passively managed fund on the other hand where the expense ratio is just 0.10% delivers an entirely different result. In 10 years this 1 lakh grows to 4.01 lakhs. In 20 years it becomes 16.08 lakhs. In 30 years it's 64.5 lakhs and in 40 years it's an entire 2.58 crores. Unbelievable right? And you can do these calculations sitting at home with a simple calculator. There's two important takeaways from this. First is obviously the effect that expenses have on your returns. But the second one is the importance of staying invested for a long time and letting compounding work its magic. Just notice how returns grow exponentially with time. From 0 to 4 lakhs in the first 10 years. From 4 to 16 lakhs in the next 10 years. From 16 to 64.5 lakhs in the next 10 years. And in the final 10 years, from 64.5 lakhs all the way to 2.58 crores. No wonder then Warren Buffett made most of his money after the age of 50. And in fact, he's the biggest proponent of index funds and ETFs, telling everyone to invest in them. And so is his partner Charlie Munger. And so is almost every famous investor. Now let me explain the changing trend which shows how everyone has warmed up to the style of passive investing over its active rival. Why do you pay that 2.5% fee to active fund managers? For a service, correct? In case of mutual funds, the service is not just performance, but outperformance of the fund relative to the index. In developed countries such as Europe and US, after over two centuries of evolution, they've come pretty close to a perfect market, where there's no information asymmetry. Means everyone has almost the same information and no one has an advantage over the other that used to exist a few decades ago. In such scenarios, what happens is that very few large cap fund managers are able to beat the index. In fact, so much so that a study claims that in the US, 84% of active managers underperform the benchmark after 5 years. That number rises to 90% after 10 years and 95% after 20 years. 
India too is moving towards a perfect market. And here too, the active fund managers, especially large cap schemes, are finding it difficult to beat returns generated by benchmarks, such as Nifty or Sensex. The same study concluded that 70% of active large cap funds in India failed to beat benchmarks during a three-year period ended last year. And this number is only going to rise in the future. Further, index funds and ETFs have doubled their share in the top 10 mutual funds in the last three years. They now account for 14% of total assets compared to just 7% three years ago. Here's the same data in another form. The top 10 fund houses, which had 1.4 trillion rupees worth of passive schemes three years ago, now have 4.3 trillion rupees worth. That's 4,30,000 crores, by the way. And the ultimate validation to passively manage schemes comes from the Employee Provident Fund Organization or EPFO. They are responsible for investing a part of every employee's salary in the form of provident fund and returning it to them at the time of retirement. We're talking about every employee in India. So obviously the EPFO can't take much risk with people's retirement money. And so until a few years ago, they didn't invest it in shares. But all that changed in 2015 after they began investing a part of their corpus in ETFs and it's worked for them. They made a profit of close to 68,000 crores in about seven years. So there it is, all the proof you'll ever need to make the best investment for yourself. Rather than just chasing stocks and being at the risk of making mistakes, why not just sit back quietly and let the index work for you while you take care of your life, family, job or business. I bet that quote by Blaise Pascal is making sense now, huh? One last thing, for those of you who are not full-time involved in the stock market, it's advisable to have at least 70% of your core long-term portfolio in index funds and ETFs. And yes, before signing off, our top picks for index funds are HDFC Nifty 50 ETF for returns that mimic the 50 share Nifty index and Nippon India ETF Sensex for returns that mimic the 30 share Sensex index. Thank you. Now be the first to know about the latest updates on our new news app. Go on your Android or iOS, search for HW News Network. Download our app, choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news.